reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo.
to be in church this morning. I want to welcome you to church. You are in the best place ever on earth today, Sunday. And I want us to pray. Father, we are grateful for the privilege to be in your presence. It's a blessing. We ask that you speak to us and guide us by your supernatural light. In Jesus' name, amen. You may please be seated. I believe that a great week lies ahead of us. We have been praying this past week about the anointing. And I believe God is hearing our prayers. I've been sharing about the road to greatness. Because this year, you will be great. And your greatness will not end in 2017. Your greatness will, will last your lifetime. And I really believe that God is preparing us for something very fantastic ahead of us. It does not matter where you were born. It does not matter the city you were born in. Jesus was born in a manger. But he, began, he, he, he became great. And so he grew up in Nazareth. Nazareth. They were even surprised. They said, what good thing can come out of Nazareth? But how many of you know that something good came out of Nazareth? So they may ask, what good thing can come from a gentleman who has not passed Wasi? But a good thing is going to come out of your life even if you've not passed Wasi. Yes, what good thing can come from a, a, a gentleman 
whose family is full of drunkards. But that is exactly what God is going to do in your life. Something great will come out of your life. So I remember saying to you last week that greatness is within you. Not because of where you were born. But because of your spiritual heritage. When you connect to God through salvation, like, you see, it happened to Mary. Mary, Mary, when the angel came to tell her she was going to give birth, she was going to conceive and give birth to a son. Her question was, how can such a fantastic thing come to pass? How can this be? And the Bible says that the, the angel answered and said, the, please turn your Bibles. Let, let's read it. Look at it. In Luke chapter 1, verse 35. And the angel answered and said unto her, sorry, let's read. Then said Mary, verse 34. Then said Mary to the angel, are you there? Luke chapter 1, verse 34. Then said Mary to the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. How? Normally, to be pregnant, a woman must meet a man in town. Normally, for a pregnancy to take place, a woman must meet a, woman, a, a man at the taxi station or meet him at the bus stop. There must be a meeting. So Mary hadn't met any man. See, so that's why I'm saying that normally we know great men and how they became great. But in your case, you've not been to school properly. There's no proper person in your family. How can this greatness thing be? How can it be? Then the angel gave the answer. The angel said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall 
eclipse your smallness shall overshadow thee. Wow! Wherefore, that holy thing that shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Can you, do you know the Son of God? It means that your order of greatness shall be at the level of Son of God, order of greatness. How can this be? He said, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. That is how you become as great as Mary. That even when people are praying, they pray through you. <laughs> They pray through you. I mean, who knew Mary? Who is she? But the Holy Spirit came upon her. That is why I'm sharing with you about the anointing on your road to greatness. That word anointing, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. When he comes upon you, even if you are nothing, you will become something. The anointing has turned me into somebody. Oh, yes. And the power of the highest shall overshadow you. You see, to overshadow, I can't explain it very well without giving you a picture of like somebody sitting down. We don't have a big cloth, but a big cloth is thrown over you. So she's wearing a nice dress, nice hair, nice earrings, nice smile, everything. But when I throw a piece of cloth over her, you cease to see the hair, the earring, and the dress. You only see what? You only see what? The cloth. So if the cloth has got gold on it, you see the gold instead of this crimpling sketch he's wearing. So, it is very important for you to let something from heaven overshadow you. Many of us have got only the natural life we are living. A born again Christian is a half caste. 
Onipa wenya awofofro de oyefa ene fa. Yes. Congolese blood and Sierra Leonean blood together. Congo mojafa ene Sierra Leone mojafa edi afra. Or Nigerian blood and British blood together. Alata mojafa ene English ya brochere mojafa a edi afra. And the blood that is more powerful depending on the circumstance. The blood that is more powerful now becomes what people see in you. May the Holy Spirit overshadow someone here today. That's how to be great. You become great when you allow, that's why we are praying. Today we are praying from one o'clock to three. We are praying here. Serious prayer. Make sure you are here to pray. When you pray, something from on high comes upon you. I mean, think about it. Think about it. A woman who has not met a man. How can you be pregnant? Is it, is it true? Is it possible? It's not possible. But when, the, when something from on high overshadows you, what is impossible to you will be possible because something from heaven has come over your life. Wow. So anything in your life that you also say, how? I mean, look at your life. How can you own 10 houses? How? How can you, a shepherd of seven members, you are struggling with seven members. How can you one day pastor 7,000 people? How? Say how. How? Somebody in your family, there's no proper woman who has married. All of them, two children with four fathers, one child, three fathers, four children, seven fathers. I met a man somewhere, a young man, a young man. I mean, he's not an old man. He's a young man. I was trying to, you know, connect her to a lady I know, you know. As I was, so, yeah, you know, a young man like me here in our, in our culture, we have children. So, what do you mean by your children? You are small, but so I may look small, but I've got five children. Five. I saw his picture yesterday. Five children. I said, hey. He's not married, though. So I said, hey, but which woman cry did you sit with cry to have these five children? Say, oh no, it's not a woman. It's the woman. Every I'm not joking. Every child has a mother. Five women. Five children. He's not married. And I'm trying to get him a beloved. So, so this man, for instance, how can a young man with five children, with five mothers, get married decently in the church how but when something from heaven overshadows you we no longer see the bad aspects your weaknesses and so on 
But we see something majestic and glorious. Ah. And it's true. How is it's a very it's a, it's 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 an important question. I mean, you come from a your friend is saying, oh, uh, what is the name? A, a family where they are drunkards. You know, I don't know if I've told you. If in, 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 I learned it in medicine, the firstborn male of a drunkard is likely to be a drunkard. If your father is a drunkard, you are likely to be a drunkard. It's, 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 it's some of these linkages. So you, your uncles are all drunkards. Your father is a drunkard. How? How? How can you be a lawyer? How? Drunkards. One they call you to the bar, the, the uncles who are taking a picture with you are all pregnant, big stomach with water inside the stomach from, from alcoholic hepatic cirrhosis. Pregnant man. But it is possible when the power of the highest overshadows you, we don't care your uncle is a drunkard. Look, sweetheart, Jesus was. Before that, his father was a carpenter. You know that one, Joseph. Not only was his father a carpenter, he himself was a carpenter. Mark 6 and verse 2. So he, 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 he it's not just his father because when your father my father was a doctor I'm a doctor most of the time the type of environment you go so in fact there are some schools in the world you must have a certain name before you are admitted it's not this type of uh, 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 if I mention the name you won't be happy with me <laughs> yes I, you'll be happy I mean they are looking for um, the Harrisons and the Clintons and the and the and the and the and the and the Jeffersons. And you can't wait to say or say menu. Hey! Or say menu. So could be a whole cra. Yes, so we're judging any bush here, dear. And what was so answer ya Joe. Now we had the Clinton for any sense in for ya. Who's what they're saying? Or say menu. Or say menu. Or say menu. I'm at a wobble. We are talking about Jefferson. But even if you are called Amete Weble, you will find yourself in a place where you are not supposed to be. When a power, say a power. 
Everybody has got a how in his life. How can you, a young man like you, be married 30 years and you are, you are still with only your wife? How? How? Only your family, they are all married with other girls, other concubines. Yes, 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 yes. He already said that. Man, already a man says, I shouldn't speak. No, he's right now. He says that I shouldn't speak because his father has two. As I'm preaching right now, so, Bishop, baby, go. Address somebody else because media is, is a, my, my own is a how, how, how. I mean, your father has two. You also have two. But when the power of the highest comes upon you, you will have one. Receive that power today. Jesus' name. I have my how. Oh, yes. I have my how. One of the hows is that you are listening to me preaching. Somebody who could not even pronounce his own name. I'm not the type who should be preaching. The type who should be preaching at this type of Lady Pastor Lorraine, type of Lady Pastor Abigail, Reverend Michael, this type of people who speak you no know, fluidly and fluently. Not those of us who speaks like a machine is moving. Shall we turn our Bible to Revelation? But a power from the highest has has over has eclipsed my my speech. And so receive something from heaven. I'm telling you, I'm not talking If you wanted to embarrass me, then you ask me for my name. Am I not preaching to you today? Are you not enjoying the message? Whatever you could not become in your natural state, a power from on high shall eclipse your smallness, shall eclipse your weakness, shall eclipse your 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 handicaps. Adipia na wunti minye bia osu su to me bibe babe bunkamo so na adipia yetete eniketua wa brabumu eni dia na ye udinina ubetimia ye. Genesis chapter six verse four. There were giants in the earth in those days. You will be a giant. I'm talking about greatness. And also, after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men. The sons of God. Verse 4, 6 4. The sons of God. 
came in unto the daughters of men. And the outcome was the release of giborims. Giborims. Big giants. When something, these sons of God were angels. They were fallen angels. They came and embodied themselves and slept with women on earth. That's how we, every culture, every civilization has got stories of giants. Even Ghana, we, there were giants in Ghana. There are stories of giants here in Ghana. Or don't you have stories of giants? Uh, uh, a certain man, what's the name? Oh, I've forgotten the name. A giant. It's, it's, it's in our folklore. In Ghana. Giants were in Ghana. So, How did they come about? Sons of God. Angels. They came and met. You, you, you remember Mary said, I've not met any man. Yeah, these angels came and met women. They found the woman on earth very beautiful. Angels from heaven were attracted to ladies on earth. So if angels can't find it easy, then meaning you and I we are struggling. Angels cry are falling on. So you better arrange yourself because what angels could not stand. See, but once again, the power from on high can, can, can strengthen you to stand in the midst of places angels. Hey! All I'm saying, my darling, don't live your life. Don't, I, I'm not saying don't live. Don't live your life to merely exist with natural parameters and natural abilities. That's why I'm talking about the anointing. When the anointing comes upon you, you become a gibor. So you become a gibor. You become a gibor. And you fellowship with giborims. <laughs> Do you know a gibor? A gibor is a mighty man. Receive the power to become a gibor. Wow. You must allow something from heaven to enter you. Something from heaven has entered me. There is no way on earth I can do what I'm doing today. No way. But when something from heaven enters you. That's why I'm preaching today on the kingly anointing. There's an anointing from heaven that comes upon you and makes you great. 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 1. If you have your book, you can look at it. I'm, I'm preaching from chapter 14. 
Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? Samuel poured oil on him. He said, you have now become, Saul was an ordinary man. The kingly anointing is the anointing that ushered people into the office of a king. It is the anointing that turned an ordinary person into a king of Israel. You are ordinary. But don't remain ordinary. Let some oil be poured on you. Let something from on high eclipse your destiny. Your, your ordinariness will change. Oh, yes. The Lord sent someone to anoint Saul. Who was an ordinary person. And the effect of this kingly anointing upon Saul is the subject I'm sharing with you today. Because it's not only Saul who is a king or who was a king. If you would care to turn your Bible to Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. Verse 6, because of time. And had made us kings and priests. Unto God. Unto God. Kings and priests. Kings and priests. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Through Jesus, we have become kings and priests. Kings and priests. Some even interpret it as like some people are kings. And some people are priests. And some say that it is two in one. But I like the two in one. Because when you are a priest, I mean, read the Bible. Don't, you don't mean to look at today's priests. The Bible, the priests, I mean, they, they were kings. Actually, kings consulted them. No king would move without us. I mean, David, he, he would say, Abiata, go and bring the effort. Let us discuss something before I move on. When you become a priest, the kingly anointing comes upon you. When you appear somewhere, they will know that an important person has appeared here. When you speak, they will know. I went somewhere over the weekend. And I called some young 
boys, young men, maybe not young, but 30, 25, and I was advising them about something. And I'm friend, As I began to speak, within a minute of speaking, a lady pulled out her phone and began to record. I mean, it's like uh, CNN when somebody is speaking. Yes, um, what the journalist. And, and as I was just talking. In the night, midnight somewhere. And she I was just talking. It's like, it's like an important person is speaking. She will not allow one word from my mouth to drop on the ground. May you, when you are a priest, when you are speaking, they know that some important person is speaking. May you be a priest and a king. Amen. Everybody. Everybody. I will advise you. Serve God. He will make you a king. I said, serve God. Do things. Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. See, that was the difference between David and his brothers, Abinadab, Eliab, and Co. The, the, the other brothers did not care about God's house. The day they heard that someone was coming to the house to anoint a king. They went to dress. They cut their hair, cut their beard. You know how they cut their beard like this Fumanchu type of beard. They cut and were just nice kaftans standing there. Hey! Exactly. Yes. As they were there, selfish. David was in the bush. David Doing choir rehearsals for the temple of God. Singing songs for the house of God. He was there doing rehearsals. And somebody went to the, to, to, to the bush and said, They are waiting for you at home. They are waiting for you. I said, me? No, I said, me. Waiting for me? For what? No, I'm watching me. I'm Let's go home. Even daddy is standing. I said, daddy, crazy. A certain man has come. We said, nobody should sit down. If you don't. They will wait for you one day. They will wait for you one day. What happens to you when you become anointed? this comes when you are concerned about the house of God the music, the instruments, the teaching the members, the care of the people that is what causes you to become anointed let me give you some one or two and then we'll just close 
After you are anointed, when the kingly anointing comes upon you, you will recover things you have lost. The next thing that happens to you, the next thing that happens to you, you remember I read 1 Samuel 10, verse 1. Samuel poured the vial of oil. Just the, the next verse, look at verse 2. Look at verse 2. So when thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulchre in the border of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say unto thee, unto thee, the asses which thou wentest to seek are found. When you receive the kingly anointing, you recover what you have lost. I am not talking about your iPad you lost. I'm not talking about the $10,000 you lost. Mommy, I'm talking about the destiny you have lost. In the case of Saul, they were asses. But most of us have lost more than asses. Your life is not the way it's supposed to be. And many of us cannot imagine what we have lost. Even before you were born, you had already lost your destiny. So this life that you are used to now is not the original life you are supposed to be But when the kingly anointing comes upon you, anything that vanished from your life is replaced. Whatever dignity was taken from you is brought there was a woman out of her seven demons came out of her she had no respect but when she followed Jesus when Jesus died and rose again, she was the first person Jesus approached. That is what I'm talking about. That generations will refer to you as the standard of greatness. In a town called Gadara, there was a cemetery and there was a madman inside. That is what I'm talking about. Not do you've lost your iPad. He met Jesus. After meeting Jesus, he was healed. And he was put in charge of the Decapolis. Polis is a city. Deca is ten. He was a madman, became a ruler of ten cities. May you gain back. May you enjoy a restoration of any virtue, 
any power, any grace, any favor which has been denied you, taken off your life, may it be returned tenfold. When you serve God in the church, when you do things in the church, a lot of things your friends don't have, you will have them. Now, I'll say it again. Most of us are living outside our destiny, but you see, because you were born in it's like it's like it's like I mean, those of us who were born in compound houses. I mean, I was a child, the, the, the house I used to stay in during vacation was a mad house, mad in the middle of the forest. As we, you always lived with our grandmother, mad house, the toilet was not WC. Every morning, somebody, uh, once a week, sorry, somebody will come, come and remove that. There was a pan under it. It is today, but as I stand here, I look back and I wonder where I was staying. But when we were there, there was nothing wrong. It was a good life. Mad house. You may be living in a, I mean, living a life that is far from your destiny, but because you were born into it, it is so normal. I mean, can you imagine? Some of you here, you, you used to sleep seven in a room. I mean, how can seven people sleep in one room? But you were happy there. That's why you went to school. You passed uh, O level. You passed A level. You did your uh, WASI. I mean, you, you went to the university and you would go back to the seven in one. When I say seven in one, I don't mean all of you are lying down there. There is a holy of holies. There's a cloth they have used. And your mommy and daddy are behind the cloth. And the rest of us are downstairs. Downstairs. Did it change our lives? We were first in class from that madhouse. We got prizes from that madhouse. You can grow up in a certain background and think that it is normal. For instance, when if, if you travel outside, you go and live in, let's say, Belgium, Brussels, or some type of, um, you know, some city somewhere, you, that's when you realize that we are like snakes. <laughs> you know, a snake, one of the curses God gave the snake was that he will eat dust. Yeah. Say, there is nowhere, there is nowhere you find a dusty road except where they have gone to the senate and parliament and have made a decree that they should never tar that road for their children to see that there is brown soil 
under the earth. It's normal. Mechanics shops, fitting shops, and the carpentry said the afternoon, workers, laborers in the afternoon, a girl comes wearing her dress, what do you call it, some blouse with a cloth around her. She sells kinky and fish. She don't even know where the fingers have been as they are coming. She sells the kinky, and the guys will sit down. I mean, that is the food which is nice. I mean, as they are eating, like, they are eating with flies. When the hand goes into the food, the flies come up. When the, when the hands... When the hand goes up, the flies come down. It's like an accordion effect. It's normal. But, oh eat with a fork and knife and plate in an air-conditioned room with different courses and spices. May you recover whatever you have lost that you don't even know. Even what you may not know you may not know that there is a life. You see, a lady had a beloved. They were fighting. Something happened and they didn't marry. They just broke up. And the lady found another beloved. I mean, you see, A1. Just I mean, she said she was writing her exam. In the, I mean, in the morning, she was going to write her exam. So she was, I mean, a lot of things to learn. She didn't even know how to, you know, get ready to. She was then, she had a knock. Yes. When she opened the door, a delivery man, the, the beloved had gone to order breakfast from a hotel and they had brought it by, yes, by 7.30 in, the, in Legon. The, somebody brought her breakfast to eat. Just make sure you eat and go and write the exam. She said, hey. Sana, when I was in a relationship and we were fighting, Sana, there is a type of relationship where they order breakfast. I say today, whatever you don't know, you have lost. May the Lord, by mercy, bring it into your life. Receive total recovery. Receive it. That is why you must be anointed. When you are anointed, you enjoy, you see, you enjoy total recovery. Many of you don't know what you have lost. But don't worry. The anointing will restore what you may not even know you have lost. Whatever is in your background, 
Preventing you from shining and becoming great. Whatever has been stolen from your life. May God by his mercy restore it to you. That is why I am serving God. That is why I am serving God. Whatever I have lost. Whatever I lost. I have got it back. Paul said, the life I now live. The life I now live. Galatians 2.21. The life I now live. It's such a small life. It's a small life. Things I would never have seen in my life. Because of the anointing I'm seeing. Things I would never have enjoyed. I am enjoying it in my life. Rise up and serve God. I said rise up and serve God. Be a shepherd. I mean, think about it. You are a shepherd. A shepherd you call for a meeting and people come. Outs- outside the church, who, 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 who can you call and the person will come for a meeting? I mean, who are you? But the anointing when it comes upon you I mean, look at me standing here who knows me? Who cares what I am and who I am? But the anointing upon my life thousands of people are sitting here listening to me thousands so shall it come to pass in your life. I said, so shall it come to pass in your life. Whatever you lost because of the family you came in from. Whatever dignity you have lost because you are a black man. You may not know. We are not respected though. And we ourselves don't do things that respect that make people respect us. No, 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 no. Black man. I mean, yesterday, if you not yesterday, Zongo Junction. We have gone to collect a white man's machine. So, bitumen that we don't make here, a white man has done it and he has brought it to us. Bitumen. We have used it to make a road with three lanes. Three. Just, just like Cincinnati or Massachusetts. Three lanes. I mean, three lanes in a small thing. Two. Three. One of them has been turned into a shop. Store dying. I mean, you wonder if it is monkeys who are in charge. Who the, then, the, then the other one is now a trotro station. And and the trotros don't only use one. Oh. They have gone into the last lane that we use. So it's like when you are coming from Legon or whatever, you come. You even even the traffic light, nice traffic light, red, then we all stop. And then when it is green, we cannot go as if there's an accident in front. Natasha. When you go, you see that Tale, it's not an accident. Oh, there's an accident in somebody's head. Like, yeah, the, the, the road, 
which is three lanes. One is a shop, one is a truck station, only one has been left. So all the cars have to squeeze. And as you are squeezing, the church of devil will be insulting you. Kwasia, a foolish man. Yesterday, in the night, in the night, traffic behind the traffic lights. Green, you can't go. So when you go, ah, you are waiting to see an accident policeman measuring something, some lights, police. When you go, you say, no, no. Monkeys. Monkeys have taken charge of the road. But I'm saying that even as a black man, I say, nobody will respect you. A white man will never respect you because you, you, you won't go to New York and see that type of behavior there. A road. You won't go to Copenhagen and see a road, a road. And you see shoes are there, chalewate, and umbrella. They are sailing on the road and there's traffic. And so when somebody who is civilized sees a place like that, he will not respect you. But when you are anointed, eh, any respect and dignity that is taken away from you by reason of just your skin color, God lifts you up and makes you a very important person. In, see, white people hold your Bible as you are going to preach. Oh yes, I've seen some. They hold your Bible. As you are going to preach, the people who look down upon your type, you alone, because of a power that has over what? Don't, don't let your life be limited by the university you went to or whatever your father, what your mother, your uncle. Look for something from on high, a cloth. Let that cloth fall over you. Even how you lead as a leader will be different. You don't behave like a black man. You don't behave that way at all. You, you, your life is different. And I pray today eh, that everybody will find something to do in the house of the Lord so that the power from the Most High shall eclipse your destiny. Stand to your feet and lift up your two hands and say, Lord, I take back my dignity. I take back what I've lost by reason of the anointing whatever I was not supposed to have I receive it I receive it pray and talk to God pray and talk to God pray and talk to God yes Somebody, be, just because of the type of family you are coming from, there are some blessings you will never see. But, 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 but the anointing of, of, of God upon your life can cause a restoration. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Every eye closed. If you are here today and you are not born again outside, upstairs, I don't know where you are. 
you are not born again. I want to pray for you. To give your life to Jesus Christ. If you are here, you want to receive Jesus Christ. As your Lord and personal Savior. Lift up your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Every eye closed. Yes. Pastor, I want to be born again. Yes, lift your hand. I want to start a new life with Jesus. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. If your hand is up, come to me in front of me. Let me pray for you here. Yeah. It is your day. It is your day. Today, dear. Not yesterday. Not last year. Today is your day. Come. Be great in your day. Lift up your two hands. And say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I surrender my life to you. I ask you, please come into my heart. Please wash my sins. Please cleanse me. I am so dirty. I am so dirty. My sins have made me dirty. But please receive me and wash me. I'm born again. I'm starting a new life in your house forever. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.